note before this week's Through the Debegulator begins. This was recorded during that time oh so long ago that uh, we feared that Harry Shearer would leave The Simpsons and that's why this one was chosen um, because it was a great performance by him. Okay, on with the show. Did you hear something? No. Hmm. Did I? I don't know. Jonathan Livingston Seagull! It's Simpsons time. Ah. And. I was distracted. Maybe you can blame Mercury Retrograde. But I do not have the number of this episode at the ready. The one that I'm going to talk about. Um, Harry Shearer is in the news this week. It is still not 100% confirmed that he will leave The Simpsons for the rest of its run, however long it may be. Uh, and people are conflicted about it. A lot of people think, you know, it's his time to go. Good for him for being hard-nosed on negotiations. He didn't get what he wanted money-wise, salary-wise, and so he's gone. Um, and a lot of people are like, cry me a river, man. You're getting paid so much. You're making so many people happy. It's only two more years. Suck it up. Um, I am. I hate arguing about things. I, I just want to say that I'm a little sad, you know, if it does come to pass that he leaves. Uh, Because he's irreplaceable. You, you can't replace him. People will notice um, that the voice is different. And the show, if not taking a nosedive, will completely go in a different direction that I think at this point people don't want. Um, I don't want. <laughs> I would like for it to just end, actually so that I only have 550 episodes to talk about on my show as opposed to 1,050. Is that too much to ask? I don't know. However you think uh, about Harry Shearer, however you feel he's handling this, um, I hope that you share my opinion that his contribution to The Simpsons has been immeasurable. There would be no Simpsons without him. I don't need to say this. Uh, and in that spirit, I thought that I would choose a, a nice Harry Shearer heavy show to talk about today. Uh, and so I'm going to talk about Grade School Confidential. Happened in season eight, uh, written by Rachel Polito directed by Susie Dieter. 
This is the show where Skinner and Krabappel finally get together at long last. Um, and that beautiful, beautiful piece of animation with the colander happens. Um, I choose Skinner and not... Actually, another choice, a good choice, would have been Kent Brockman. There was one more recent episode that revolved around Kent Brockman swearing on the air, um, which I think is even closer, but I just like this one a little better. Um, and I choose Skinner and not uh, Flanders and not Burns or Smithers and not Lenny, you know, any of those other people, because Skinner has a voice that's very similar to Harry Shearer's own voice. Um, with just a slightly better edge of stiffness and boringness that only he can bring to it. And this is just a really lovely show. Um, The characters are so true to themselves, both of them. It is actually quite similar to two other episodes in tone, one of them being Sweet Principal Skinner's badass song, um, where he loses his job and you know he's looking at the vending machine of laundry detergent, etc. Um, and it's also similar to Bart the Lover, which was the first one showcasing the inner life of Mrs. Krabappel uh, and is just, I think, the best of the three that, that I've mentioned so far, the four that I've mentioned so far. Um, and since then, there hasn't been a real Krabappel expose. Uh, so she was definitely really due for one. And speaking of people without whom The Simpsons will never be the same, R.I.P. Marsha Wallace, who died the same week as Lou Reed, and you can guess who I was sadder about. <laughs> oh, but it's true. So, Martin <laughs> has a birthday party that everyone is invited to, of course, because being an uncool kid, he has to invite everybody because that's what you do when you have no friends. You just hope that some people show up. Um, and there's an ice sculpture of Martin that Bart like breaks the fingers off of to put in his drink. <laughs> All these indignities happen to Martin, poor thing. Um, but it's, you know, whatever, Martin's rich, there's opulent stuff everywhere, the bounce castle, the, um, the kid's playhouse that becomes the site of the tryst very soon. And of course they serve oysters instead of cake and it gives all the kids food poisoning and that's horrifying. There's multiple ambulances that pull up in the driveway and all the kids are taken away on stretchers. Um, so that's horrible. It's, you know, cruel. Very terrifying thing to imagine happening. 
But, of course, um, it has an upside because it is the same moment that uh, Skinner and Kerbopel have found some common ground and are making out inside the little pink plastic playhouse over Martin's tea set. And I assume they are unaware of the food poisoning because they dove in there to avoid Skinner's mother. And since all the other kids are dispensed with, Bart, who didn't eat the oysters, is the only kid who notices this. And so they have to buy his silence for a while. I would say the time span is several weeks, you know, where they're getting to know each other and Bart has to come with them to the movie theater uh, when Chalmers notices them together at the movie theater. Um, <laughs> and he has to bear many other indignities and finally he can't stand anymore I'll get to that in a second but I don't want to forget one of my favorite Chalmers lines and I think maybe the funniest line to me in the whole show is when they're Skinner and Krabappel are canoodling in the movie theater watching the movie with Tom Berenger um, and and Chalmers is sitting next to Bart and he leans over and he says, do you think they really shot this in Atlanta? And, and Bart goes, I don't know. I don't think it's important. And I mean, there's no joke there in Bart's line. Chalmers' line is a joke, but Bart's line isn't. And I just think that is so balls out to just have that exchange. And, you know, it's funny because it's not funny. Brava for that. Um, and the final thing that they make Bart do that makes him super duper mad is um, Skinner coaxes him to be his mouthpiece and say, I love you, Edna Krabappel, in front of all the, of the rest of the kids. Um, and you can imagine that... Bart is not going to brook such shenanigans from his teachers. Especially because they go off to make out. Krabappel puts Martin in charge, and Martin leans back and says, Now, Bart, you must promise not to fall in love with me. That, to me, is the second funniest line because of how it's acted, of how he's, like, scanning the whole room as he's saying that, and everyone laughs. For once, everyone laughs at Martin at something that he says. Um, so, yeah. It all goes to shit after that, as you recall. And that is where the police siege happens. Eventually. Not before the school is dismissed and all of the kids gossip to their parents about what has happened. Um, 
I am such a dum dum because when I talked a few weeks ago about uh, Lisa, the beauty queen, I said that Apu's niece has not been seen, was not seen again after that episode. And of course she was. She has one of the plum moments in grade school confidential when she says that Skinner had as many arms as Vishnu and they were all very busy. So I hang my head in shame for forgetting that. But we really see Skinner in his finest hour when, you know, the scandalized Springfieldians go descend upon the school. Because he's decided that he won't take it lying down that he's been fired. Chalmers actually fires both of them and they're w about to walk out with all their belongings in their boxes. Um, and Bart is like, you have taken orders from everyone throughout your life. Your mother, the army, Superintendent Chalmers. Isn't there one thing that you really believe in that you're going to stand up for? And um, Skinner goes, Wait, Edna, I should have... It's time for me to do what Bart should have told me to do a long time ago. And so they stand their ground. And the final wonderful jaw-dropping reveal after Homer has spoken through the megaphone by mistake <laughs> and asked Bart where the remote is in the midst of all this consternation. Um, sort of shuts down the whole scandal because Skinner is forced to reveal that he's never had sex before. Therefore, he could not have been having sex in the janitor's closet. Therefore, there really is no scandal. They're just, you know, holding hands. Ah, ha, ha. A comment currently on the playlist makes reference to a good crusty line and I know which one it refers to. Maud Flanders says, we're talking about S-E-X in front of the C-H-I-L-D-R-E-N. Krusty goes, sex cauldron! I thought they shut that place down. And again, it's so wonderfully true to the character. Krusty can't spell. And presumably he would frequent sex cauldron back in the day. But yeah, his revelation after he steps onto the steps with a fake bomb made of hot dogs makes the whole thing and not with a bang, but with a whimper. And Skinner and Krabappel, of course, continue dating off and on. In a fraught relationship, maybe not quite as fraught as uh, Roger Sterling and Mrs. Calvay. 
have. But yeah, until many seasons later, Edna falls in love with Ned Flanders, the widowed Ned Flanders. Which is a plot line for another day. Skinner and Krabappel enjoy many good times together. Um, the last thing I'll mention is that during that whole crowd scene, when Homer is speaking through the megaphone, there is one ad lib where after he finds it in his pocket, he goes, it was in, it was in my pocket. <laughs> he realizes when he's speaking at close range to Marge that he doesn't have to use the megaphone anymore. And that was an ad lib by Dan Castellaneta. Simpsons time away. Um, I guess we wish you all the best, Harry Shearer. Principal Skinner. Um, and all the rest of them won't be the same. I don't even need to say this. I just need to say thank you for listening to Simpsons time. And uh, this is Teenage Fan Club covering Like a Virgin. Thanks for listening to Simpsons Time Through the Debigulator. It's funny how these shows uh, end up being time capsules. Uh, from a more innocent time when we lamented Harry Shearer's possibly leaving The Simpsons and Mad Men being over. <laughs> um my name is Amanda Nazario. I have to get out of here because there is a party currently happening at WFMU and I want to get out of the studio and join the party. I will be back next week, though, and I hope to talk to you then about The Simpsons and certain other things that I would digress toward. Have a good week. Bye.